Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So a couple weeks ago, I was in Durango, Colorado, where I go every June for a gathering of people who are uh, like me trying to grow communities and movements online using uh, various approaches, which seem to be changing every day, which is why we all get together to talk about it. Um, and I have mentioned to you, uh, over the last couple weeks, three, four, five weeks, that I'm taking Brightline Eating's Brightline Freedom course. I'm taking it as a participant. Now, Everett Considine is the primary instructor for that course. And he's IFS certified, which means internal family systems, which is an approach to doing inner work and smoothing out rough edges inside and overcoming blockages, getting past limitations, like dealing with stuff, uh, dealing with stuck points in life. And I am loving taking this course. And I'm spending time every morning, every morning that I possibly can, doing the coursework as a participant. And it's so amazing. So I wanted to share with you this week a meditation that I did. This is a meditation that Everett offers as part of lesson four in the Brightline Freedom course. And it's a meditation where he guides you, you sort of listen, and he guides you to go inside and meet your inner food indulger and food controller. I did this in Durango, Colorado a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to describe it to you because I have the feeling that it'll be helpful. And it was really powerful for me. At the time, I had no particular issues going on in my food life. I was feeling calm and centered and clear. I was making good choices. I was staying bright. My food plan was clear. Even though historically, when I travel and eat out a lot, that can be problematic for me, but it wasn't at the moment. And I attribute a lot of that to the shift that I experienced when I first started Brightline Freedom some six weeks ago or so. So I did this meditation at a point where I had no immediate um, issue that was up between my food indulger and my food controller. But the meditation guided me in a way to access them anyway, mostly through memory, like a memory of a time when my food was wonky or something. So I was sitting there, it was early, early in the morning. David was sleeping in bed next to me, 5.30 a.m. or some such. And I was in meditation, headphones on, Everett's voice in my head. And we got to the point in the meditation where in stillness and calm and quiet and confidence, we met our inner food indulger, the part of us that wants excess food. And there she was. She was in her early 20s, pretty, like really sweet to look at, agreeable, not very smart, just kind of maybe a little ditzy, if I'm honest, you know. And I said, hi. And she said, hi. And I said, what's your role? What do you do around here? And her eyes lit up and she said, I create amazing experiences for you, like really fun, exciting, 
um, fabulous, comforting things by helping you um, eat tasty, yummy food. And I said, wow, really? Like, why do you do that? Why do you do that? And she said, oh, just to make it all a little less hard. I said, oh, yeah, fair enough. I said, hey, how old do you think I am? And she said, about seven. And at this point, Everett is like, if your food indulger thinks you're younger than you actually are, update them. Like, show them your life now. So I said, oh, actually, I'm a grown-up now. You want to see my house? And I took her on a tour of my house. <clears throat> I was like, look, I live here with my husband and our three kids. I own this house with my husband. She was like, really? Far out. I was like, yeah, I'm all grown up, sweetie. I'm 44 now. She was like, oh. So at that point, we got to the juncture in the meditation where we were to bring in our inner food controller. And suddenly there she was with a clipboard. <laughs> Also in her 20s, but maybe mid to late 20s, fresh out of business school with a project management degree and like looking very professional. And I was like, hi. And she was like, hi. And I said, what's your role? What do you do around here? And she was like, I manage your food. I make sure it goes right. I got to keep it all together. And I could tell instantly her energy was highly agitated. And I said, Oh, okay. And why do you do that? And then she looked at me like I was crazy. And she was like, because if your food isn't right, it all goes to hell. Like you've got to keep your food right. Like I've got this little one back here that I'm trying to protect that gets really damaged and abused if you eat off plan. And, and I'm trying to keep your life straight because if your food goes off, your life goes to hell and blah, blah, blah. And she just got more and more agitated. It was like she was um, dealing with some kind of overwhelm, like extreme stress reaction, probably some adrenal fatigue in the mix. I was like, oh, um, okay. How, how old do you think I am? And she, again, she looked at me like I was crazy. She was like, what do you mean? You're about to turn 45 in like 10 days. And, you know, you've, you started Brightline eating four years and 10 months ago. And since you did, your food's just gotten harder and harder and harder to manage. Like strategies that I implement one day don't work a month later. I've got to constantly be dealing with your travel and your restaurants. And like, she sat down on the floor and started to cry. And I came over and I held her. And the food indulger, bless her little heart, she came over to hold her too. She didn't really understand what was going on. But I comforted this food manager and I said, um, oh, sweetheart, you've been working so hard. And, and me in this meditation, I, my highest self, started to feel so much sympathy, empathy really, for the part of me that's been trying to manage my food that's been working so hard to keep it together. And I said, sweetheart, sweetheart, you don't have to do this job anymore. And she said, good, because I don't want to. It's too hard. It's too hard. I said, sweetheart, I got this. I got this. You don't have to do this job anymore. Let me do it. I got this. I got this. I'm here. I'm here. You don't have to do this job. And as the food indulger and I were comforting, 
my food controller, first of all, I was crying, not because I was blended or identified with the food controller, but because I just felt compassion for her, like the, the enormity of the job she's been trying to do, like ill-equipped. She felt so much compassion for her. And I looked to the food indulger who was crying too, just out of sympathy, um, like ignorant sympathy, but just the emotion was very palpable. And I told the food indulger, I said, she's hurting because of the food that you eat. Like all, that extra food, those, those yummy experiences, they don't help. That's actually why she's hurting. And the food indulger's eyes got wide and she said, really? I said, yeah, it hurts. It's not a good strategy. There's better strategies to make things less hard. And she went, oh, pondering that a little bit. So after just spending some more time loving, feeling compassion for, and doing my best to calm down and heal that food controller, who was really a manager more than a controller. She wasn't trying to control things particularly. She was just trying to keep them manageable. I ended the meditation and, uh, yeah, it was powerful. A couple days later at lunch, I found myself weighing most of my food at this restaurant, um, weighing the protein, weighing the vegetable, um, weighing the fat. And then this little cup of fruit came out, um, and I didn't have room to weigh it on the extra plate that I'd gotten. So I was just going to eyeball it. And I kind of assessed it might might be a little less than six ounces. So I was going to take a little extra vegetable to compensate produce is produce. And I could feel this static inside. And I got curious. That's what I've learned to be in Brightline Freedom is just curious. So um, I was just dining with David. Who knows I'm doing Brightline Freedom and doing this parts work. So I just kind of pushed my chair back from the table for a second and I just went inside and closed my eyes, dropped my head down. David was like, are you okay? (laughs) And I just said, yeah, I just feel something inside. I'm just curious. So I'm just going to do some parts work for a second. He's like, cool, you do that. He's um, always supportive of me doing what I got to do to keep my lines bright. The difference for his universe of me having lines bright versus not is enormous. So he's gotten to the point in life where he's just supportive of me doing whatever I got to do to keep my lines bright. So he's like, cool in the gang. You do that, girl. So I closed my eyes. I dropped in. It just took a second and I could feel the food controller upset again. I said, hey, sweetie, what's wrong? And she said, extra vegetables. I don't know. I just don't feel good about extra vegetables. Uh, What if that fruit is six ounces? You're not measuring it. (laughs) Now, I wasn't concerned about that, but she was. So I said, oh, would you feel better if I just didn't have these extra vegetables? She was like, would you be willing to do that? And I said, yeah, if it would make you feel better. And she said, yeah, that would do it. Thanks. I said, cool. We're good, sweetie. I just won't eat that extra ounce of vegetables. We'll just put it off. And she just took a big sigh and calmed back down. You know, that kind of less is more choice in a restaurant has historically been very hard for me to make in moving time, in real time. Um, But it's an example of the kind of self-leadership, like leadership of my food program from my highest self, not governed by either of those parts. Now you might say, well, that's your food controller governing that choice. Like, no, 
that was made by my highest self as a way to feel compassion for my food controller who's got enough stress in her life. She doesn't need one more thing. That's like a self-led choice just to stay calm in the pocket and not have any of my parts feel up about stuff. It was worth it for me to make that choice in that moment. And that's the kind of thing that seems to be possible now over and over and over again now that I've met my food indulger and my food controller. Now, I know I have other flavors or <laughs> flavors, weird term, other, um, I don't know really if there are other parts or other aspects to that one part. I don't know of food indulger. I know I have a jet setter food indulger that like, um, wants to eat fancy food in big cities and, you know, feels really attached to like, you know, yeah, just eating fancy food. I have an, an indulgent child, like a, um, a compulsive child food indulger who once in a while, this isn't a dominant part, but, um, once in a while, just opportunistically will just grab food, not at home, but, um, if I'm out, you know, and there's some kind of food that I love and suddenly I'm, I'm eating it. Right. Um, and I have a, a seductive rationalizer that starts to whisper often well in advance of a trip, like, Oh, there's that restaurant there. And, and tries to like play the angles. Maybe you could substitute this for that and get a sexier meal this way and whatever. The food controller, my food manager, she seems to be kind of her. Like she's, that's the one who's trying to keep it together. And what I've noticed is it works so much better if I make my food choices from my authentic self, that calm, clear, curious, compassionate, all those C words my highest self. And I just make my choices from there. So I just wanted to share that with you. I know a lot of people missed Brightline Freedom um, when we offered it recently. And um, just sometimes I find hearing about the parts work that someone else is doing can go a long way towards shining the flashlight ourselves on what those parts are, what they want, what they need, and what it looks and sounds like to offer them compassion and and healing so that we can all live, move, breathe, decide, choose from our authentic self as opposed to from those parts. So that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.